Father, we thank you for a wonderful night. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the gathering of your people. We thank you for the preaching of the word. We thank you for your word of revelation. We thank you for the abundance of revelation. We thank you. You are the God who was, who is, and is to come. Take our glory. Take our praise. Take our exaltation. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let the believers shout, Amen. Amen. Our time is fast spent and I can't wait for anybody. The three levels of wisdom. What is wisdom? What is wisdom? The mercy flowing from your side. Is wisdom any different or is this message any different than the wisdom that we already know? Wisdom. What at all is wisdom? According to the Oxford Dictionary, listen to this. Wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Hmm. According to the Oxford Dictionary, Wisdom is the soundness of an action or decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Wisdom is the body of knowledge and principles that develops within a specified society or period. Hmm. Now, by biblical descriptions, this definition of wisdom is not entirely correct. Wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. But by biblical standards, this definition is not right. It's not entirely correct. So the purpose of tonight's message is to elucidate that not all wisdom is the same and not all wisdom is profitable for the people of God. Take me to Mark chapter 6 verse 1. Mark chapter 6 verse 1. Koyado not all wisdom is the same. Mark chapter 6 verse 1. Then he went out from there. Jesus went out from there and came to his own country. Jesus went out from there and came to his own country. His own country and his disciples followed him. Hmm. 
This is very interesting. Listen to this. Jesus went out from there and came to his own country. Where he came from, his personal country, where he came from, his hometown. And the Bible said, and his disciples followed him. Why would the Bible add the phrase, and his disciples followed him? Which means that it wasn't compulsory for the disciples to follow Jesus. There are two instances in the Bible where the Bible added and his disciples followed him. The very moment the Bible adds and his disciples followed him, it means that the disciples were not entitled to follow him because that errand was a personal errand. Are we together? So Jesus left and went to his own country and his disciples followed him. The disciples were not supposed to follow him. Or let me say it was not compulsory for the disciples to follow him. But they still followed him. And there are two instances in the Bible that this happened. This errand was a personal errand. Matthew chapter 9 verse 18. While Jesus spoke these things to them, Behold, a ruler came and worshipped Jesus, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. Verse 19, the Bible said, So Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. This is the second instance. The disciples were not supposed to follow Jesus when he was going to pray for the lady or the girl because it was a personal errand. But the disciples decided to go with him. It is only or it takes only a disciple to follow a leader on a personal errand. You see, this is what makes the difference between the congregation and the disciples. Because the disciples will even follow you on a personal errand, but the congregation will not bother. The multitudes, the congregation will never follow Jesus on a personal errand, but only on a ministerial errand would they go along but the disciples even decide to go along with jesus on a personal errand am i making sense and the disciples also followed him are you part of the congregation or you are a disciple are you part of the multitudes or you are a disciple This was just by the way, Mark chapter 1, chapter 6, verse 2. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him? What wisdom is this? Which means that there are kindness. Of wisdom because the people are asking what wisdom is this because they have seen wisdom they have heard wisdom they have encountered wisdom but the kind of wisdom that which Jesus preached with they have never seen before follow carefully there are kinds of wisdom there are levels of wisdom take me to James chapter 3 verse 13 James chapter 3 verse 13 who is wise and understanding among you do you consider yourself wise do you consider yourself as one that has understanding who is wise and understanding among you 
Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. Verse 14. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. I'll get back to this later. But, but verse 15 reads, This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. According to the Bible, the Bible says, This wisdom does not descend from above, which means that there is wisdom that descends from above. And the Bible says, But this wisdom is earthly, sensual, and demonic. These are the levels of wisdom. So the first kind or the first level of wisdom that I'm going to be dealing with is called earthly wisdom or human wisdom. Everybody say earthly wisdom, human wisdom. Earthly wisdom, human wisdom. Earthly wisdom is the insight into the true nature of things. Earthly wisdom is the power of right reasoning concerning issues and circumstances and forming right decisions accordingly. Follow carefully. Earthly wisdom is the ability to make the right choices at the opportune time. The consistency of making the right choice is an indication of one's mental maturity. How do you handle things? How do you deal with things? How do you respond to issues? These things collectively is what we call earthly wisdom. Wisdom that comes with experience, mental maturity. Earthly wisdom is the ability to judge correctly and to follow the best course of action based on knowledge and understanding. And this thing is something that a lot of people lack in life. They do not have the ability to judge things correctly. They do not know how to follow the best course of action. They are confused. They are stranded. They do not know how to go about things. They do not know how to judge things correctly. Sometimes it pays to be observant. Just sometimes all it takes to be observant. Take your time. Judge things correctly. Earthly wisdom. This is fear of charge. You do not do anything. You just need to observe. Be observant. And many Christians think that earthly wisdom is not important. But it is. It is very important. We need to learn to judge things. We need to learn to follow the best course of action. You know that this is what you need to do. You know that this is the right thing to do. It is very important. What are you doing? Do you take your time to think through things? Or you are just there? What can come, can come. Common sense. Many believers do not have. Many people of this world do not have. We, we lack earthly wisdom. We lack human wisdom. And yet, this is the first level of wisdom. And we need it. You do not need God to tell you to be a part of our services when you are already part of the, the, the ministry. Do you need God 
to remind you or to tell you to be part of the services when you're already part of the ministry. This is human wisdom. God doesn't have to tell you to go and join, to go and pray, to go and join the activities. No, this is human wisdom. You are doing something, time is running out. You know that you need to catch up. You know you need to do it. You need to work within the time. There is, there is a limited time that you need to work within. And you are just there lazying about. This is human wisdom. You don't need the Holy Spirit to bring you back. No. Do you understand? This is earthly wisdom. You need to be able to analyze things. Judge things correctly, follow the best course of action based on, on, on knowledge. And now the question is, how knowledgeable are some of us? We don't have the time to read anything, we don't have the time to learn anything new. The things we knew five years ago are the same things we know today, five years later. We do not understand anything, even the basic principles, even common jokes, we do not understand. We are annoying concerning everything. We have learnt nothing. We are not knowledgeable. We do not pay attention to details. We do not consider things. We are not observant. And when you begin to lack these things, you are already lacking. On the first level of wisdom, the human wisdom, the earthly wisdom, you are lacking it. Being spiritual is good, but you need earthly wisdom to survive on earth. The money you have saved to do something with, if you spend everything on food, what will you do when time comes, when difficult times come, when unexpected times come? Do you understand? This is human wisdom. This is common sense. That is the first level of wisdom. You need this. You need this. You need to pay attention to this. And I've heard stories of people visiting men of God late at night because the man of God wants to pray for them. And you travel hours to visit a man of God around 2 a.m. What do you think would happen? What do you think would happen? This is common sense. Why do you visit a man of God that late in the night? For what For what purpose? Do you understand? These things are every wisdom. You don't need anybody to tell you these things. If a man of God needs to pray for you, he can pray for you within the day. Why does it have to be 12 midnight? If it has to be in the night, then it can be on the phone. Why do you have to be in a room with him alone? For what reason? This is common sense. Human wisdom, earthly wisdom. This is the basic level of wisdom. Now, there are disadvantages of the earthly wisdom. Because it is not eternal. And anything that is not eternal has its side effects, disadvantages. James chapter 3 verse 14, the Bible said, But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. Now, when many people are entangled in their human wisdom, they begin to develop what we call bitter envy. 
Because when you stay in the realm or the mental realm of analysis for so long, you begin to calculate things and, and, and begin to analyze things in a way such that you begin to compare yourself with other people. You begin to say things like, I started this before that person, or I started that before this person, and how come they have this before I had it? Or how come this door was open unto them before it was open unto me? And these things generate bitter envy. You become envious of people. The side effects of human wisdom. You develop bitterness in your heart because you think you joined the ministry before that person and you were supposed to be promoted before that person and yet you were never promoted. Bitter envy. And people who are very smart, people who are very wise, humanly, these people mostly are self-seeking. That is another disadvantage. They are very conscious of themselves how things will benefit them, how circumstances will benefit them, how occurrences and situations will benefit them. They become self-seeking. People who live their whole lives in a human wisdom. They are self-seeking in their hearts. Self-ambitious. Everything is about them and how they win. Everything is about them and how they will gain. Everything is about them and how they will exploit others. Yes. And the Bible is saying this wisdom does not descend from above. No. That is just nature. That is the way of things. It doesn't come from God. That is how God made it to be. Bitter envy. Self-ambition. And the Bible said in James chapter 3 verse 16. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion also exists. So, people who are usually confused, they are confused about this, they are confused, confused about their job, they are confused about their relationship, they are confused about every part of their life. Mostly these people are envious and self-seeking. Because they are thinking about how they win. They are thinking about how they'll get money. They are thinking about how they'll win this. They are thinking about how they'll win this person over. They are thinking about how they'll get this, how they'll gain this. You see, these things all jumbled up together is what stirs up confusion. Self-ambition, self-centeredness brings confusion. Boasting. People who are very wise. On a human level, they boast a lot. Because they, they are so complacent about how smart they are, about how their brain works. They, they believe they can analyze things. They believe they can put together things and work things out with their mind. They begin, they can fish out things. And so these people, they boast a lot. They are very complacent. And the other thing is lying. Lying. People who stay with their human wisdom for so long, they lie a lot because they trust in the power of their own minds. Do you understand? Are we together? Am I speaking to somebody? Or I'm just saying things? 
Human wisdom is greatly affected by your human senses and emotions. How you feel, what you feel, what you are going through, what you are experiencing. If you rely on your human wisdom, you are going to be, it is going to be affected. That level of wisdom is going to be affected by your human senses. So I'm not saying that you do not need human wisdom. No, you do, but you do not need to rely on it. Be observant, be conscious of things, judge things correctly, follow the best courses of action. You need to be knowledgeable, you need to be understanding, but you cannot rely on these things. Because these things are usually interfered or interrupted by your emotions, your feelings, your senses. Earthly wisdom and human wisdom does not factor God in and cannot reason on a spiritual level. My time is due. The time for my rent is due. The time for my visa is due. I have just a few days to time. How am I going to raise this amount of money in order to get myself a new visa or my visa renewed or get myself a new apartment? Human wisdom does not factor in God on a spiritual level. No. It is just about analysis, calculations, analysis, calculations, analysis, calculations. It doesn't make any sense. I trust in my mental power so long that I know it takes common sense to know that this little time I have, I cannot raise this amount of money. That is the human mind. That is the human wisdom. That is the earthly wisdom. It is understandable, but it is not good enough. So, earthly wisdom, human wisdom does not factor God in and cannot reason on a spiritual level. So, if you are a spiritual person and you spend your whole life in a realm of earthly wisdom, then you, you miss out on a lot of things. I am already 30 years. I am not in a committed relationship yet. What are the odds? How can I be sure that I'll be married by the age 33? I'll be married by the age 32. How can I be sure that I'll have my first child at this age? You see, the human wisdom is always trying to improve and corrupt you at the same time. That is why you cannot rely on it. It is the basic level. It is the basic level of wisdom. And too many Christians today are so caught up in their human wisdom, they are so caught up on their in their earthly wisdom that they do not consider God when they are making decisions, they do not talk to God when they are making decisions because they believe they are smart, they believe they are sharp, they believe they are intelligent, but intelligence is no match for God. You see, there is one who has stayed in the mental realm way before the human brain was ever created by God's name. And his name is Satan. There is one who has stayed in a mental realm way before the human brain was ever created by God. His name is Satan. In the battle of the minds, you will never, you will never outsmart the devil. You cannot outsmart the devil. The Bible talks about 
the devil and saying so many things about the devil but one thing that the bible never says about the devil is that the devil is not stupid the bible doesn't say the devil is stupid because he's not you cannot outsmart the devil the devil will outsmart you the bible doesn't promise us that we will outsmart the devil but the, the, the bible promises us that we will overcome the devil Many people think they are so smart. They know what they are doing. They are, they are growing up. They are mature. They have this. They have their own money. They understand what they are doing. And the devil cannot touch them. Who told you that the devil cannot touch you? You cannot outsmart the devil. It doesn't take mental power to overcome the devil. It doesn't take anything else but the blood and testimony. You cannot overcome the devil. You cannot. Sorry, you cannot outsmart the devil. You cannot outsmart the devil. Who told you? You cannot. John chapter 8 verse 44. You are of your father the devil. And desires of your father. You want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And does not stand in truth. Because there is no truth in the devil. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. Listen to this. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, when the devil speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. The devil has multiple resources that has lies and and things that will deceive you stored up in them. The Bible is talking about the mind of the devil. The brain of the devil. The Bible is saying, for he is a liar and the father of it. You cannot outsmart him. You can only overcome him. And to overcome the devil, it doesn't take the battles of the mind. No. Now, when you begin to think that because you are so smart, the devil cannot do this, the devil cannot do that because you are so smart. Now, that human wisdom you have begins to be polluted by the devil and that is when your human wisdom takes us to the next level of the of the of wisdom and that is diabolical wisdom or demonic wisdom somebody say diabolical wisdom or demonic wisdom Diabolical wisdom is what is described as the wisdom of the rulers of this age. You see, Mensa Utabel said, it is wisdom that is antagonistic to God. It opposes God in every way. Diabolical wisdom actively fights God himself. When your human wisdom becomes polluted by the devil, it takes you to the next level of wisdom. That is diabolical wisdom or demonic wisdom. So the first level of wisdom is called human wisdom. The second level of wisdom is called diabolical wisdom. This wisdom actively fights God himself and everything he has created and established. Diabolical wisdom fights the institution of marriage. It fights the fundamental differences between male and female. Like It is by the power of diabolical wisdom that women today want to be made as men. And men today want to be made as women. You see, this is diabolical. This is demonic. 
Pentecostal wisdom is propagated by very intelligent and well-educated people, people of substance, people of influence, diabolical wisdom. Their human wisdom is now polluted by demonic power. Diabolical wisdom. Men want to be women. Women want to be women. Women want to be men. There are too many transgenders in the world today. And they call it science. It's just science. This is diabolical wisdom. Polluted human wisdom. It is the wisdom of the rulers of this age. Demonic power. Today men want to marry men. And if two men marry, how do you give birth? God said, marry, produce, fill the earth, multiply. How do you multiply if two men marry? And how do you multiply if two women marry? That is how diabolical wisdom is actively fighting the wisdom of God. And a man says, I am drawn to men. I am in love with men. I, I am so much entangled in the affairs with another man. Such folly. How can a man love a man in a romantic way? How, come, how can a woman love a woman in a romantic way? How? Diabolical wisdom. We call it science. We call it freedom of whatever. Foolishness. That is diabolical wisdom. And the Christians today too. Today they are fighting for equality in the church. What equality is this? What kind of equality are we talking about here? That women can be men and men can be women. That women will be treated as heads and men will be treated as what else? Think about it. Polluted human wisdom, diabolical wisdom. What kind of wisdom is this? Jesus preached, they asked him, Jesus, what kind of wisdom is he preaching with? And, 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 and imagine all that wisdom that is in this world today. What men can do, women can do better. Until we get to a place where a man has to risk his life. And they are saying, the women are saying, you are the man. You must stand in that position. You are the man. You must take the risk. If really what men can do, women can do better. Why is it that whenever we have to take a risk, whenever lives are on the line, they do not go for women, they go for men. Historically, whenever people have to sacrifice their lives, they do not go for women, they go for men. Why is it that whenever there is sacrifice, they are calling for men and not women? Are we wiser than God? What kind of wisdom is this? Diabolical wisdom. It is what it is. Human wisdom, when it becomes polluted, becomes diabolical. Diabolical wisdom. That's the second stage or the second level of wisdom. What kind of generation is this? That today the people in the church they will come and receive from a man of God, or re- they come to receive from God through a man of God, and then after receiving, they are done with the man of God. This is diabolical. When come on, what kind of generation is this? Everybody today is guilty. We are we are using the man of God, we are using God. Hey. We come for prayers, we receive breakthroughs, we come for prayers, we receive change, we come for prayers, we receive 
transformation and we are done with the man of God we are done with God because all we needed now we have diabolical wisdom they come humbling themselves because they are looking for something the very moment they hold on to that thing or they are able to touch that thing they are done with that man of God they are done with the God of that man they are done with the move that God is using that man to do what kind of wisdom is this this is diabolical Today, married couples, women have the wisdom to give birth outside marriage, and they can they can still impose that pregnancy. They can impose those children and act as though they are still the children of the husband, and yet they they make those children with other men outside marriage. Diabolical wisdom. And they are able to keep these truths to their grave. They are able to keep, sorry, these lies to their grave. They are able to keep these lies until the day they die. Diabolical wisdom. That today men of God can use the power of God and, and the influence of God and the glory of God to take advantage of the women in the church to, to, to exploit the people of God. And, and, and where are we getting this wisdom, this kind of wisdom from? Everybody is guilty today. We are all operating under this diabolical wisdom polluted human wisdom everybody thinks they are so smart today everybody is so sure they are so smart today because we do not want to follow the leadings of the holy ghost we do not want to listen and yield to the power of god all we want to do is to exploit to make more money and to win more and more and more and more what kind of selfish generation is this what kind of selfish people is this what kind of self-ambitious men and women are these Diabolical wisdom, the wisdom that even demons do not have, men have today. And a woman can marry an elderly man, a grown up, just so that they know in a few years the man will be dying because the man is over 60 years. In a few years, the man will be dying and will inherit everything. Diabolical wisdom. These days people join ministries So that the ministries will support them financially And after receiving they leave Hey, diabolical wisdom That is what I'm talking about When human wisdom Becomes polluted It becomes diabolical No wonder there are two there are a lot of people in the church today who are struggling today one of the most common things in the world today is a struggling church a struggling people everybody is crying everybody is weeping and the people who do not even serve god well just because of their own hard work they are making it better than the people in the church how come Many of us are as hard working as these people and yet even though we are under the leadership of God, under the shepherding of Christ himself, yet, 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 we are not making it as them. How come? It is not because they are much more hard working than us. No, it is because they are not as diabolical as we are. We work hard, we work hard, we do not sleep, we work hard. I don't know about you, but I know that I work hard. And yet, how come there are people who are not serving God who are making it better than I am? 
There are people who are not even as hard working as I am, but they are making it better than I am. Everybody is diabolical today. We are operating under diabolical wisdom, polluted human wisdom. These days, nieces are sleeping with uncles, uncles are sleeping with relatives. What kind of wisdom is this? What kind of wisdom is this? Oh, there is a third level of wisdom, and that is my focus for tonight. It is called the wisdom from above. Somebody say the wisdom from above. The wisdom from above. Or the wisdom of God. After I am done tonight, many of us will realize that we were never wise and we have never been wise. After we are done tonight, many of us will realize that what we see as wisdom has never been wisdom. And that we are going to desire another kind of wisdom, another level of wisdom, another shape and formula and, and, and form of wisdom called the wisdom from above. James chapter 3 verse 17 James chapter 3 verse 17 But the wisdom that is from above Is first pure The wisdom that is from above Is first pure The first sign That this wisdom Is from God Is that it is pure How many of us are pure today? When we are talking about pure or purity, we are not talking about sexual immorality. We are talking about anything that we do that takes us away from God. Anything we do that is unclean in the eyes of God. Are we pure? This generation, are we pure? Somebody is saying I'm a virgin. It is not virginity that makes you pure. There are people who are still virgins and the things they will do, you cannot imagine. Being pure is staying away from any unclean thing that is abominable in the sight of God. Staying away from lying, staying away from abuse, staying away from deception, staying away from all these lifestyle, this lifestyle. Where are we getting these things from? This generation Everybody wants to receive something Everybody wants to gain something Everybody wants to exploit the next man Today you go to town You are going to buy something You know the price of the thing is 15 cities The person will say 35 Once in the 50 pesos The person will say 4 cities hey, Diabolical wisdom Are you pure? Don't say I'm a virgin Who cares? When we are talking about purity, we are not talking about virginity. That is not what matters. Deceiving people, deceiving men of God, deceiving yourself, deceiving your God. Do you have no self-respect? Are you pure? The first sign that you have a wisdom from above is that you are pure. And if you know you are not pure, it means you are not wise. At least in the eyes of God, you are not. The second thing is peaceable. Do you chase after peace? Are you looking for peace? Do you strive for peace? When I hear stories of the guy came here and he came to say something, and I'm a small girl coming, foolish guy. Hey, 
this generation in a year then do you strive for peace do you know what peace means that they will slap jesus and you still stand there and watch them when people are at peace you will think they are fools when people strive for peace you will think they are fools they are not fools they know what they stand for they have the wisdom of god are you wise? I'm asking you. Please answer me. I'm asking. Please answer me. Are you wise? Do you strive for peace? Or you can't be That is why I always say this. Many people think men of God are soft. Master. Me, I'm not soft too. And some people I know who are men of God, they are not soft too. If these guys want to show you their other side, it will shock you. But the one of the signs of the wisdom of God is that you strive for peace. It's not like you don't know they are trying to cheat you. You know, but you are quiet. It's not like you don't know that they are trying to play smart. You know, but you are quiet. So when we are quiet on things, it is not because oh so for the but a sign of the wisdom from above is peace. Share me, share me, 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 cry, man. Say then I recently heard of a story of a man of God who went to the house of another man of God that he's going to beat him. Ah, I didn't some funny. What kind of generation is this? Then the next day we are there preaching. Father, we thank you. Glory be to your name, my friend, my friend. Keep your mouth shut. We are tired of your ignorance. We are tired of your of, of, of this lifestyle that God doesn't approve. We are tired. We are tired. We are tired. We do not care about peace anymore. We are not gentle. That's the next thing. Gentility. Are you gentle? Okasa auto bokasa and okasa by heart. Udion phobia ubia no biao. Yeah, ubia no bia hair. Yeah, u try and ubia no bia. Hey, offer. Are you gentle? Are you gentle? Or you speak anyhow, you do things anyhow, you act anyhow. The next thing is are you willing to yield? Are you submissive? Are you submissive? Some of you are so challenging that even with your spiritual fathers, you want to prove to them that yes, some, some of you can go and stand in front of your spiritual fathers. Hey, who, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? I've seen some before. Who do you think you are? Are you God? You are not God. And the person thinks, hey, and on the chest, hey, or she and on the near thing. Meanwhile, a Jimmy Seven hour yeah. Pastor Ino say, Hey Jimmy, Oni, Hey Jimmy na Ujimi. We are not submissive at all. Even before the people we are sub, we are supposed to submit, we are still not submissive. Your own spiritual father, you want to prove to them, say, Hey, oh yeah, guy, master man, now, what you mean, tell me, show, hey, offer. 
The next thing is, are we full of mercy? The Bible didn't say we should mercy for. The Bible said we should be full of mercy. That is the sign that you have the wisdom from above. Are you full of mercy? Do you forgive people? Are you forgiven? Are you full of mercy? They cheat. They cheated you, and so what? They try to abuse you, and so what? Speak on the matter. Deal with the matter, and be merciful. You go your way. The person tried to cheat you. I know. You deal with the matter. You go your way. Me, 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 me. I will never forgive anybody. I will let you know the kind of person I am. I will let you know where I'm coming from. I will let you know you are not wise. You will let us know what. What would you let us know? You are not wise. You are not wise. Are you full of mercy? That is the sign that you have the wisdom from above. Are you full of mercy? Good fruits. Good fruits. Good fruits. The things you do, we see that the fruits are good. The things you produce, we see that the fruits are good. And I say, you hand over something to somebody just three days it will shock you we bought a car gave it to a guy after after some few months about two or three months so somebody like this you will never make it in life because you are not wise it takes the wisdom from above to be successful you are not wise now if you were wiser you are the owner of this car or you are the one that the car belongs to and so if you were supposed to take care of the car well you will earn more from it but you are not wise Bad fruit, poor fruit. Please take care of this thing for me. Just for some few days, just for some few weeks. You are not wise. So when they meet, they always talk about you. Say, She's not wise. You have. You do not have any good fruit, only poor and bad fruit, rotten fruits. The next thing, wisdom from above, without partiality. Are you partial? Do you discriminate? This person has money, so you respect them. This person has influence, so you respect them. This person has connections, so you respect them. This man of God has bigger platforms, so you respect them. This person has that, so you respect them. You are partial, and that is why you are not wise. And many people are guilty. We discriminate every time. We discriminate. We respect only the men of God that speak to us in person. Those of us who speak to us online, we can take them for granted because, after all, they are not in front of us. You see? That is why the church is never getting better. This is why. This is why the church is never getting better. We are hypocrites. We are hypocrites. Oh, I am there. Oh, oh, Papa. Oh, I've been joining. Oh, I've been. Oh, I was there. Not Nipanwa Sonifunu. Ena. 
Watch out for Nato in the window. You know, we TV. We are hypocrites. If you will join, join. If you will not join, leave. Do we beg people to be a part of the gatherings of God? It has never been done in the Bible. If you do not know, it has never been done in the Bible. When you join a ministry that is still young, listen, your place, if your place is in that ministry, you better be a part of it because the ministry will not be young forever. The ministry will not be young forever. Do you understand? That ministry, prayer life, will not be young forever. I was speaking to my associate pastor yesterday and he was telling me a story. He said, Papa, one of these great men of God that you know, he has not been doing ministry any longer than we have. But the difference is, the man of God himself said, he, when he started, he had the push from friends, relatives and family. His immediate family, they sponsored big time with their own money. They said, since you are not working, we will pay you ourselves. His own parents, his own siblings, they are paying them. They are paying them. Not everybody has that push. Many of us, our whole lives, we have not really had any push. Some of us, after school, that is all. Some people did not even have, did not even have the chance concerning education in the first place at least we are better than others but my point is other people are doing better now because they had a great push no matter what your circumstance is you do not need to be a hypocrite it is god who has decided to make it so someone like solomon in the bible he was born rich but his father david was not he was a poor man he was a poor boy he was an outcast in his own city. Do you understand? Some people have a push, some people do not. But no matter what your circumstance is, you cannot be better about it. And when you come, you, you, you are in, in, in a relationship with those of us or some of us who have not had the push. It doesn't mean you have the audacity to undermine anybody or you have the audacity to undermine any of the leaders or you have the audacity to undermine any of the people we are working with. No. Do you understand? But this is the people we are with in the church today. This is the people we pray with in the church today. I have people who are licensed to me who already have churches and have two branches today. Yes. And yet, I am grateful to God to how far we have come. I am very grateful to God to how far we have come. Because I know that I am on my path and I am staying in my lane. And I know for as long as I have God, we will get to the place we want to get to. And we will exceed even our own imaginations. I know. I know. But there is one advice I will give everybody. Listen to this. If you are not up. To a level, if you do not have something, if you do not, if you cannot afford something, you cannot pay for something, you cannot cater for something, please do not force yourself. Do not. There are small boys sleeping in aces. There are small boys sleeping in benches. There are small boys sleeping in big cars. You are older than them, yes. You do not have the you do not have what they have. Stay in your lane. 
Somebody says, stay in your lane. Why are you rushing? There are small boys that I know, people that I am far higher than on a spiritual level, who have bigger platforms than I do. That is the way of life. Listen, in this life, it is not about age. In this life, it is not about how old you are. In this life, it is not about how long you have been in it. No, it is where God is taking you. It is where God has instructed you to stand. It is where God has told you to be there. I've been in a relationship for eight years, pushing nine years. And we are now planning our marriage. People have been in relationship three months, five months, six months. They are married already. A colleague called, the person said, since you've been in a relationship longer than all of us, I thought you'd be the first to marry. I said, that is foolishness. It is a very foolish thing to say. Yes. In this life, it is not who started first. Understand this. That is why there, there is too much competition in the church today. Take me to First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 6. There is too much competition in the church today. Because we think, because we started, because we, we, we did this, because we were, we were the first to show up. We are supposed to have these things. Who told you? Who told you? First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 6. However, we speak wisdom among those... Who are mature? I'm not shocked that not many people are here tonight. Not everybody is mature. I'm telling you. We speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age. I am not talking about human wisdom. I am not talking about earthly wisdom. I am telling you wisdom from above, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. If you cannot afford that thing, why are you forcing yourself? If you cannot pay for that thing, why are you forcing yourself? Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. This wisdom that I am speaking to you, God has ordained before the ages for your glory. I am speaking to your own glory. I am speaking up to your own win. I am speaking up to your own victory. I am speaking up to your own transformation. Do not think up. I am saying these things to demean you. Do not think up. I am saying these things up because you you are lesser. It doesn't matter. Keep on going. I came to tell you if only you will listen to the wisdom from above through which the Lord is speaking through me it will come to a place where it will come into fruition. Where it will come to a place of power. Where it will come to a place of glory. Where it will come to a place where nothing can stand you and all that looked all those who look down on you will one day look up to you all those who took you for granted will one day come to you for your approval. Can I speak to somebody? Mommy, I know that is not where you want to live. I know you do not have the money to go for the places you want to go to and so you have to manage. Yes, manage. 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 You are not a lesser person. Manage. Maruna di varada, leko shatapanapa, I have colleagues and classmates who have already built houses, even outside this country. I have classmates or classmates who have built houses, and yet I am here. I am renting. Please, 
I know this is not what you want, but manage. Somebody say, but manage, but manage. I know you want to travel. You do not have what it takes, but manage. There was a point I was supposed to travel and leave this country. I had, I had, I had the opportunity to travel. I had my admission, but I couldn't go because I didn't have the money I needed to have. I didn't have the money. I had to terminate that opportunity. Are you a lesser person because you are doing so? No, but manage. Are you a nobody because you are doing so? No, but manage. Is it demeaning to do that? No, but manage. Do not pressure yourself. Manage. God will take you there. Listen to this. Mark chapter 6 verse 2. The wisdom of God is in mighty words. This is something I need you to note down. Many of us think that the wisdom of God is in words. No, the wisdom of God is not in words. Listen. Mark chapter 6 verse 2. The Bible said, And when the Sabbath had come, Jesus began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is not in words. It is only human wisdom. That is in big words and big vocabulary. That is why your wisdom is not determined by your vocabulary. Your wisdom is not determined by how learned you are. Your wisdom is determined by the mighty works you are doing. The wisdom from above is not in words. They said, what kind of wisdom is this which is given to Jesus such that he is performing these mighty works? The wisdom of God was not in, in, in wise sayings. Many of the philosophers of this world today are very foolish. And yet, their wise sayings are what we use and, 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 and print them on codes on our walls. And yet, they are very foolish because they end up saying, there is no God. God is not real. There is no God. Are you wise to say there is no God? Where did the earth come from? Did human beings really come from monkeys? Really? Is that what you think? Is that what you believe? Oh God. The wisdom of God is in mighty works. Listen, the little that your hands will find, do great things with them. Listen, the little that my hands have, have found, I am making sure that I will do mighty things out of them. I don't have a church, but I have a mic and a smartphone. I can still do great works with my mic and my smartphone. That is wisdom. Listen, I don't have a car, but I have nice sneakers and nice outfits that I can put on and still get a nice car and stay in pay the mate and get wherever I am getting to. That is wisdom. You think it is wisdom to steal from people to try and live a life that you can't afford? That is foolishness. Wisdom is you can get to that same place without trusty. Wisdom is that you can learn with that same screen of the phone that you have. Even though you cannot afford a laptop, you can work with your phone. That is wisdom. Because wisdom is in mighty works. 
not in big words, not in vocabulary, not in anything else, but in mighty words. Do great things with the little you have. My salary is not 3,000 cities a month, but I will see to it that I will do great things with the 500 cities I am receiving. That is wisdom. Mighty works. Psalm 104, verse 24. Psalm 104, verse 24. Oh Lord, how manifold are your works in wisdom? Do you understand? The wisdom of God is in works, in His works. Oh Lord, how manifold are your works in wisdom? You have made them all. When we are talking about wisdom, we are talking about mighty works. What are you doing? What was a in a What was a in a Are you wise? Are you wise? I have a mother who has a degree and she cooks rice, wache, banku. And she sells and she's making a life out of it. She's making a life for eight years. That is all she does. And she's making it big time. She's okay. She doesn't beg before she eats. You don't even have a degree. And I'll tell you Please. 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 Because some someone spent money for their degree. And yet they are doing that. So at least you didn't have to spend that money, that much money for your degree. Some of us, me, I was, I was a fee-paying student too. The, the, the fees I've paid, I and I'm telling you, the fees that I have paid, I'm in the university just to have a degree. Today, my certificate is even in my drawer where I keep my singlet. All that money, all that money, I'm doing nothing with that certificate today. It is not in the school you went to. It is not in the places you studied. It is not where you spent your life. It is what you are doing today. What are you doing? Eh? Or you prefer to beg from people or to ask from people or to cry on people. Is that what you prefer? Proverbs chapter 3 verse 19. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. The Lord not by power but by wisdom founded the earth the wisdom from above is in works i was i was telling one of my brothers today some 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 days back and i was telling him he said bro i've been working so hard that i don't get time to study everything i need to study and write all the exams i need to write so what i do is i work hard and i pay people to support me in the projects i'm doing i said this is wisdom do you understand this is wisdom Wisdom is not about running up and down and sweating and jumping and crying and doing all that. No. Wisdom is doing great things with the little you have. That is wisdom. It's called wisdom from above. By, the, by wisdom, Jesus knew that he couldn't travel throughout the entire world to preach the message of God to everybody. So what he did was, he said, then I would die and hand over this job to the Holy Ghost. So that the Holy Ghost, who is spirit, who is not bound by the limitation of time, who is not bound by the limitation of distance, can travel at the same time to everybody and preach that same message to them. It is called wisdom. Wisdom from above. That is why Jesus died. It is called wisdom. That is why Jesus died. 
Because he knew he couldn't travel everywhere in a three-year ministry. I have already been in ministry over five years. Which means that I have been doing ministry longer than Jesus did. Because Jesus was in ministry for three years. He didn't have the time to travel all over. All over the world. No, he couldn't. So he said, then I will die for the Holy Ghost to take over. So that he can take over the entire world and preach to everybody. That is wisdom. Wisdom is not in words. Wisdom from above is in great works. What are you doing? Am I speaking to somebody? What are you doing with your hands? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? The paradox I am a man of God, but I'm also a graphic designer. And nobody taught me how to design. I sat down and I said, This is a skill I want to learn. So I will learn it. And I started learning from scratch. And I kept on learning from scratch. It took me years, but this is how far I have come. What are you doing? What was Anna? They say me who they may yena a jumani bini hop and they say no and a jumano and I say and I say I completed school over four years ago. I have only worked for a company for three months, just three months. Huh? Just three months. After my degree, I've been I've worked for a company for three months. How do I survive? How do I live? How am I alive? What are you doing? Who see a Jumani ho? And I say, and I say, and I say, who that Tanaho? Tanaho, keep on complaining. You are not wise. How to access the wisdom of God? This is the last part of my message. How to access the wisdom of God? Number one, thanksgiving. Somebody say, thanksgiving. How to access the wisdom of God. Number one, thanksgiving. Does it even make any sense that thanksgiving can help you access the wisdom of God? Well, let's delve into scriptures. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 to 17. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 through to 17. Somebody post the scripture for me. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 Therefore I also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints Paul said I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glory, sorry, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom. What is Paul saying? Paul says, I make mention of you in my prayers by giving thanks on your behalf. This is why I can give thanks 
for 30 minutes before I, I say anything on the platform. Why? Because whilst I am giving thanks, I am giving God or I am giving myself the chance to access the wisdom of God before I start ministry. Do you understand? The more you give thanks, the more you are granted access to the wisdom of God. Paul says, I make mention of you in my prayers by giving thanks for you that God will give you the spirit of wisdom. So if you are here and you do not give thanks, you are here, you do not give thanks. You will never have access to the wisdom of God. You do not even have time for thanksgiving. How many of us continually give thanks? How many of us? How many of us continually give thanks? If you do not, you will never have access to the wisdom of God. It takes wisdom to know that giving thanks to God will give you access to the wisdom of God. All we do is to complain. I know you are stranded, but give thanks. I know you are confused, but give thanks. I know you do not know what to do next, but give thanks. That is the only way that you will have the wisdom you need to deal with the matter you are going through. But all you want to do is to complain. Papa, 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 this, oh, papa, I'm confused, oh, papa, I am stranded, oh, papa, this, oh, papa, that, oh, papa, that. Who do I complain to? I do not complain to anybody. That is because God has granted me the secret. The more stranded I become, the more I give thanks. Because I know in my thanksgiving, I will be granted access to the wisdom of God. Listen, you've been talking to people for too long. You've been complaining to people for too long. You've been talking about your situation for too long. Stop complaining and give thanks. The second way to get access to the wisdom of God is the fear of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Or the fear of the Lord is the step into wisdom. Or the fear of the Lord is what grants you access to the wisdom of God. That is the second thing. Do you fear God when you do things anyhow? Oh, I know. God will forgive. God will forgive. After saying what I want to say, God will forgive. After doing what I want to do, God will forgive. When you do such things, it means you do not fear God. And so you will never be granted access to the wisdom of God. There are a lot of prayerful people. There are a lot of prayerful people who do not have wisdom. I mean the wisdom of God. Because all they do is pray. They do not fear God. You know you must not do such things. I fear God too much. I fear God too much to do this, to do these things or to do this and that. I fear God. And when you fear God, then you'll be granted access to the wisdom of God. 
Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 But Daniel purposed in his heart That he would not defile himself With the portion of the king's delicacies He said I will not eat the king's food That is offered to idols I will not defile myself With this food Because I fear God But as for you You Yes, I am speaking to you. As for you, every food you will eat. And those of you who know what I am saying, I am speaking both literally and figuratively. Every food you eat, every girl you will touch, every guy you will touch, every person you will exploit, every person you will take for granted. Hey! can you be wise when you do not fear God and the last thing the last thing that grants you access to the wisdom of God is meditation meditation Psalm 109 verse 97 Oh, how I love your law. Do you love the law of God? Do you love the Holy Scriptures? Do you love the Word of God? The writer said, it is my meditation all the day. What do you meditate on all day? Do you watch movies all day? Do you study all day? Do you do personal things all day? Do you concern yourself with relationship matters all day? David said, the law of God, in other words, the word of God is my meditation all day. Verse 98, you, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies. How come Christians are not wiser than our enemies? If you are wiser than your enemies, you will not always be under attack. If you are wiser than your enemies, you will not always be victimized by their schemes. If you are wiser than your enemies, you will not always be caught off guard. How come you are always caught off guard? How come you are always victimized by circumstances? How come you are always late to submit what you need to submit? How come your enemies are wiser than you? Verse 99 of Psalm 119. I have more understanding than all my teachers. Yes, and it is possible. As I am teaching you now, you can have more understanding even on the subject I am teaching more than me. That is if you decide to meditate on this matter I am teaching you more than I do. You have more understanding than I do. It is an illusion to think that your teachers have more understanding than you. It is not true. That is just an illusion that some fathers try to create in the minds of the sons and daughters. 
If you meditate on the things I teach, you can have more understanding than I do. I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. Your word is my meditation. Verse 100. I understand more than the Asians, the aged, the elders. Yes, you can have more understanding than the elders. It is possible. You can. It is true. Yes, you can. How come you have no understanding? How come you learn nothing new? How come you are not upgrading? How come you do not meditate on the word of God? You do not. You do not meditate on the word of God. You don't have the time to study. You cannot have access to the wisdom of God. Reading the word of God is not what gives you wisdom. It gives you access to the wisdom. Do you understand? So do not say, oh papa, I read the Bible study every morning, so I have the wisdom of God. No. Reading the Bible study every morning gives you access. Now when you have access, you must enter through the door to enter into the wisdom of God. Are we together? are the three levels of wisdom. Number one, the human wisdom. That is just the insight into the true nature of things, the ability to judge correctly and to follow the best course of action. That is human wisdom. The human wisdom has disadvantages. It springs forth envy self-ambition, confusion, boasting, complacency, lying. The human wisdom is affected by human senses and emotions. Human wisdom does not factor God in and cannot reason on a spiritual level. When you stay with your human wisdom for so long, and gets polluted by the devil, you get to the next stage called the diabolical wisdom. Diabolical wisdom is described as the wisdom of the rulers of this age. Diabolical wisdom actively fights God himself and everything that he has created and established. God says, give birth and multiply. And somebody will say, I will marry, but I will not give birth. Diabolical wisdom. I create that man to till the earth, and then one says, I will not till the earth, I will not work hard, I will be lazy all the days of my life. Diabolical wisdom. Male and female created he them, and one says, Male and male created he them. Man will marry man, and woman will marry woman. Diabolical wisdom. The man is the head. And the woman is supposed to be submissive to the head. The woman by no chance is on on an equal level with the man. But diabolical wisdom says female rights, female activists and gender equality. Yes, diabolical wisdom. 
women challenging the authority of men, wives challenging the authority of husbands. Diabolical wisdom. But there is a higher level, a third level. The highest of them all is called the wisdom from above. This wisdom is not in words. This wisdom is not in vocabulary. This wisdom is not in anything else but in mighty works. God's wisdom has tangible proofs. They are not theories or hypotheses. No. There are three ways that you can be granted access into the wisdom of God. Number one, thanksgiving. Number two, the fear of God. Number three, meditation. Hear me, people. I know you are wise mentally. I know you are smart. I know you are intelligent. I know you have the biggest IQ in all your companions. That is good. You cannot rely on these things because these things can be polluted. That is why the greatest minds of them all, Albert Einstein, Archimedes, all these smart men, they say, they, sorry, they said God doesn't exist. They have come to a conclusion. They have come to a conclusion. Who cares about their conclusion? That they have come to a conclusion that God doesn't exist. Who cares? We have seen God. We have encountered God. We are equally joined to God. It doesn't take conspiracies and quotations to define God. We know our God. We have seen our God. We have encountered our God. I pray that you will not settle for any of the levels of wisdom. But you will pray for the wisdom of God. You will meditate for the wisdom of God. You will fear God for the wisdom of God. And you will give thanks to God for the wisdom of God. I pray that God will show himself strong over your life. I pray that God will unveil deep things unto you. I pray that God will unfold deep things unto you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bless you with the wisdom of God. I bless you with the wisdom of with the wisdom from above in the mighty name of Jesus. One thing I will tell you is stay in your lane. One thing I will tell you is no matter what you are going through, manage. The other thing I will tell you is that do not be in a competition with anybody else, with your spiritual father, with your colleagues, with your siblings, with your friends, with the people who are beneath you. Stay in your lane. God bless you so much. My name is Vincent Chamatin. We shall meet on Tuesday, sorry, on Wednesday on on midnight vigil at 12 a.m see you bye bye